This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 10th of January. In your Squiz today, advice for Australians as COVID cases surge across the country. Floods hit Queensland, Novak Djokovic's court appeal against deportation and Valet Sydney Poitier. This is your Squiz today. COVID was again dominating the news over the weekend, Claire, as tens of thousands of new COVID cases are being logged every day. Supermarket shelves are quickly emptying out of fresh meat and veggies and big employers are scrambling to get staff out of isolation and back to work. And yesterday, the Deputy Chief Medical Officer, Professor Michael Kidd, issued some advice that many of us are likely to get the virus over the coming days if we haven't already. He said use painkillers, so get stocked up on your Nurofen and your Panadol. And he also said to stay hydrated. Uh, He said that these are things that we really need to get in our cupboards uh, in the coming days because the supermarket and the pharmacy won't be easily accessible if you are diagnosed with COVID-19. What industry players are saying is that they're also having issues at that staff end. Uh, On the weekend, it was confirmed that around 30% of workers in that food transport and distribution game have been sidelined. That's because they either have COVID or they've been deemed a close contact. So what happened over the weekend was that New South Wales and Queensland, which are two of the worst affected states uh, for getting food into the stores, uh, have said that they will allow those symptom-free close contacts to be able to get back to work. And there's plans now to consider uh, allowing critical workers across other sectors to do the same. Yeah, and the Federal Health Minister, Greg Hunt, said those isolating workers present the biggest challenge in the crisis right now. But it's an important milestone in the pandemic today, Claire, because children aged between 5 and 11 are now able to get their first vaccine. Yet those doses need to be given two months apart. What it means is that school-aged children will have the opportunity to get at least one vaccination down before they head back into classrooms. If you're in Queensland, that milestone is a little bit easier to hit because school won't go back now until the 7th of February. It's been delayed a fortnight because Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk says that they're concerned that with the growing case numbers, uh, children will be spreading it and they want to give parents some certainty that they can get back to school and stay at school. And when it comes to that vaccine, getting those jabs two months apart, kids will be able to be fully vaccinated against the virus by the end of term one. Ex-tropical cyclone Seth just keeps lurking off the Queensland coast, Claire. It's been a week of wild weather in the Sunshine State and that's caused serious flooding up in the north in particular. And on Friday night and into Saturday, there were incredible rainfalls uh, in that Wide Bay and Burnett region. It's about the worst affected from the weekend. In the 24 hours to Saturday morning, in some parts of that region, there were 670 mils of rain. So for context, that's about half of Sydney's annual rainfall. It was a lot of rain. Mm. And what's happened is widespread floods. Uh, If you look at Maryborough, which is one of the major centres in that area, uh, 
it is underwater, particularly parts of the centre of town, and that's because a temporary flood levee is given way. There's some incredible scenes there today. Yeah, really incredible vision from Maryborough. But the Weather Bureau says it's rare for extropical cyclones to just hang about like this without either moving down the coast or washing out to sea. World number one men's tennis player Novak Djokovic will today go ahead with his court appeal against deportation. But Claire, it's been a weekend of legal thrills and spills over whether he was indeed allowed to enter the country in the first place. It's like a rally that just keeps on going, these legal shots being fired over the net. But, yeah, what we've heard is that Djokovic's lawyers say that he had a claim to stay in Australia because he received a letter from the Department of Home Affairs on the 1st of January. And in that correspondence, uh, he was said to be assessed uh, that he met the requirements for quarantine-free travel. Uh, What the Australian government said is that's not correct because it was a self-generated letter out of their travel app and it offered no guarantee of entry. Uh, Lots of scrutiny also on Djokovic's claim that he had tested positive for COVID on the 16th of December because he made several appearances uh, in the days afterwards. He didn't have a mask. He was mingling with people uh, in close quarters. So there's lots of question marks about that. Uh, Also overnight, Craig Tiley, who is the head of Tennis Australia and the organiser of the Australian Open, he's broken his silence. He says that the organisation has really been squashed between conflicting advice from the state and the federal governments. Yes, and Tennis Australia wants this all cleared up ASAP and that's because the tournament starts in just a week so they want to release the final men's draw this evening. Overseas now and the crisis on the Russia-Ukraine border has continued into the new year, Claire, with officials due to meet again for more talks. So things pretty much are where Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin left them last year. Russia isn't much happy with the idea that Ukraine could join NATO. What that would do would see US and European troops brought quite close to Russia's border. Uh, What Russia says is it doesn't want to see that. Uh, But the Americans say that they don't want to give Putin what he's asking for either, which is lots of advice about exactly what their military plans are in the region. Uh, What we knew is that by the end of last year, about 100,000 Russian troops had amassed on that Ukraine-Russian border, and it's a crisis situation that's ongoing. So talks today are hoped to try and cool things down a bit, Uh, either that or it's a very big test from the White House. That's right. Analysts say the big question remains whether Putin is actually committed to finding a way through this diplomatic impasse or whether he's just fudging and actually biding time to prepare for an invasion. We had news over the weekend, Claire, that the revered black American actor Sidney Poitier died in LA at the age of 94. He was such a legend. I really enjoyed watching his movies and reading some of the coverage about uh, how he was regarded in Hollywood and beyond really explained a lot to me. What he said through his life is that as a black man who really did blaze a trail uh, for other black actors, he had to be very careful about the sorts of roles that he picked and he really wanted the opportunity to play bigger characters, you know, the villains and the romantic leads 
sense, but he wasn't mm. able to do that, he said, because the fabric of society uh, was not in that sort of shape where he was able uh, to fully form a black character. So uh, what he did was open doors for many other black actors and he did that with distinction. That's right, actors like Denzel Washington and the former President Barack Obama called Poitier a singular talent who epitomised dignity and grace. He was pretty good looking too, that helped. (laughs) Certainly did. Claire, if you're like me and you've been indulging in a few too many takeaway fish and chips over the break, it might concern you to hear that there's a global potato shortage. Oh, look, I'm a year-round potato consumer, I have to say. (laughs) It's not just summertime pastime for me. (laughs) But, yeah, surely it's a sign we're in the end times if there's a global potato (laughs) shortage. It really worries me. I was coming into 2022 with high hopes and I've got to say my confidence is a bit shaken. (laughs) That's right. This is all part of this ongoing story about global supply chains and bad weather with South Africa's leading makers of potato chips warning that a bad frost and excessive rains have led to low local yields. But, you know, fish and salad just doesn't have the same ring to it when you're at the beach. Oh, it's just wrong. (laughs) Can't do that. (laughs) All right, Claire, squeeze the day. What's on your radar? On my radar today, the Golden Globes, they're the pariah of the uh, award season. There's no broadcast. It's going to be done uh, with a live stream, uh, but still there will be awards given out and it'll still be closely watched in terms of leading into the Academy Awards and award season for the best of entertainment this year. Some controversy there about the diversity of the winners and the governance behind the organisation. So I'll be watching that and, of course, the red carpet. Uh, From my end, it's all about that Djokovic hearing. This story has had me completely gripped over the weekend. (laughs) I'll be watching the outcome of that court appeal in Melbourne, hopefully this afternoon or this evening. We're about to dive into the sports heavy end of summer. So if you're looking for a quick and easy way to keep up with sports news, don't forget we have a weekday sports news podcast, Sport Today, which you can find on your normal podcasting app. Thanks for your company today. We'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.